Let's bring in Bob Ichino. Let's talk some crude oil. WTI at 120 bucks, just a little shy of that uh, high from earlier this year. Mr. Ive, founder, chief strategist of Path Trade and Partners. You've been on the right side of this crude trade. Bob, you still in it? Not the futures trade. My target was 123.70. We got up to 122, and because I cowboyed it a little bit and bought some 114 calls a couple of weeks ago, I got out of the futures position. <laughs> that's nice. Calls. So that's not something that I typically do, but um, I got a second signal, and I decided not to extend myself and to manage the risk by buying a just a limited risk call. It was the 114s when we were around 111.67 or so. Uh, paid three dollars and twenty cents for those, and um, those have, have doubled now at this. Well, not doubled, but it's 100% return on what I paid for them so far. So I'll hold these uh, probably near expiration, which is not that not that far off. So if we uh, if we get to breakout above the highs, is that another entry point? Uh, no, we're starting to get overextended, although I do think crude is going to continue to go higher. I think there's going, likely to be some better entry points. There's a lot sort of coming down the pike. And one of the things that's driving this second move higher is the sort of uh, acceleration or um, I'm not sure the right word for it, but the Iran deal is getting further and further away. Um, they've taken down a handful of cameras in the uh, inspection sites where they have their, their nuclear plants. So uh, it seems like that deal is getting further and further away and the likelihood of Iranian crude oil making it to the market in what I would mm. call a non-sanctioned way seems to be moving further and further wow. away. You think that's We've making a, a dent in the, in the supply uh, situation right now? Well, not really because Iranian crude oil, they would have to ramp back up and the amount of crude oil they're producing right now, which is just short of two million, is actually getting out two million barrels a day. It's getting out through transfers and uh, re reflagging of crude ships. So it is getting out a there. Leak already. <laughs> yeah, they could put a lot more out. Is the thing. There's somewhere in the range of well, I'm not going to say a number, but there's a very large amount of Iranian crude oil that's just sitting in storage offshore. That stuff will be useless in about six months or so. So people, I think, were thinking there was an immediate burst of supply that would come to the markets. And that kept us in the 110, 112 area. So not the best uh, sort of solution, but certainly as we move away from getting that sort of quick uh, free oil, by free, I mean, it doesn't have to come out of the ground, into the market, that would have been a big easing. Now, the, the easing of Venezuelan sanctions, which two companies, one an Italian company, one a Spanish company, got the okay from the US government to uh, accept some shipments from Venezuela and not run afoul of U.S. sanctions on Venezuela. Um, that's a little bit of an easing, but not enough to cover what is still seems to be flat to slightly increasing demand. We're not seeing any adjustment of consumer behavior at this point. And that's likely because, first of all, I think the research has said $4 a gallon gas is going to blow supply down. Uh, get rid of that research because hmm. that doesn't seem to be happening. Hmm. Uh, okay, so crude, um, you know, is is trying basically to do the same as what's happened in gasoline, natty gas. How connected do you think uh, crude is to the overall inflation? As we turn this a little bit macro here, Bob. Now we kind of know the way you're trading crude. I want to ask you about tomorrow and CPI because uh, it kind of looks like this market is uh, jittery here, uh, choosing to break down to uh, eight-day lows basically towards the end of the session, right before CPI, and bonds are still staying under some pressure. Yeah, I, I, you tweeted something out today that I agreed with. I don't remember how you worded it, but <laughs> ticking time bomb. 
the powder keg. Yeah. I knew it was something along the explosion theme, but I think you're right on that. And I think we could potentially see a slightly lower than expected headline number. My issue is with core, because what we're seeing on the inflation picture now from a macro perspective is goods inflation starting to calm down. There's some predicted sales at the likes of Target and Walmart and Kohl's and places like that because of their sort of uh, increase of inventories that are not getting sold. Um, there's a little bit of an adjustment of consumer behavior there, but we're starting to see inflation trickle in to the services sector. You know, President Biden on Jimmy Kimmel was not being entirely accurate when he said inflation is energy and food mostly. It's not. Otherwise, core wouldn't have been at 6.2 percent. Yeah, some month. people don't even look at that stuff. Right. Well, now I we have to look not, at but... it because that's services inflation and services inflation is sticky. I mean, services inflation is very much like wage inflation or wage gains. When you get a wage gain, you think you're worth that now. There's a little bit of behavioral economics that goes into that. If your accountant raises his rates because his electricity in his office has gone up and it costs him an extra 10 bucks to drive there every morning, when those costs come down, he, he or she doesn't all of a sudden think that they are not worth that money any longer. Mm. They didn't come out and say, yeah, I used to charge you $100 a month. I'm going to go back to 80 now. They don't do that. <laughs> no. Services inflation is sticky because it involves behavioral economic and hum economics and human behavior, and it's starting to show up in a big way. All right. Doesn't sound like you're a big peak inflation believer, or is the conversation no. more important about what level we plateau? Is the peak a smokescreen conversation? Is the peak like a, what is that, a straw man argument? Who cares if it peaked at 8%? Look, if we see gas prices going up double digits and all of a sudden they go up zero digits, that leaves us at $5 a gallon gas. Okay. How's everybody feel about that? Right. Not good. All right. Great combo, Bob. Appreciate it, sir. Good to be here, bud. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Chino Founder, Chief Strategist at Path Trading Partners.